What's up, you guys? Welcome to the Proving It Plant-Based Podcast. I feel like I need to reintroduce myself here. So if you are new to the podcast, what's going on? My name is Natalie Falco. I am a plant-based or vegan coach, you know, whichever one resonates with you better. I myself am vegan, but I coach a plant-based diet and lifestyle. So I am a coach. I am also a certified personal trainer and group exercise instructor. So if you're looking for advice on how to transition into a plant-based diet, if you're looking for anything related to strength training, nutrition, overall building healthy habits and lifestyle and how to eat for your fitness goals and future, well, then you've come to the right place. All right, on today's episode, I have another guest interview coming at you, and it is with my good friend, Kaylin Filippelli. She is a fitness instructor. She is also a macros coach. So she's going to talk to us a little bit about what it's like to balance being a mom, working a full-time career, working as a fitness instructor, and then having her own coaching program. I will let Kaylin take it away. You guys, this interview is incredible. I hope you enjoy it as much as I do and stay tuned. All right, guys, welcome. I have a special guest on today, my friend Kaylin. So I'm so honored, Kaylin. Thank you for being here today and joining us. Thanks for having me. So excited. Absolutely. So as we dive in, I am just going to let Kaylin introduce herself. She can tell you all about what she does, the many things going on (laughs) in her life at the moment. So Kaylin, go ahead, take it away. Yeah. Hi, everyone. Um, So my name is Kaylin Philpelli. I um, know Natalie, first and foremost, from Revved Indoor Cycling. Um, We teach there together. That's how we met. So super grateful. That's how our paths cross. uh, outside of Revd, I also work at Salesforce. Um, I work for our Commerce Cloud, so I work in e-commerce marketing, really helping um, my customers there build their online e-commerce businesses. I work with some really cool brands there. Um, and when I'm not doing that, I am a mom as well. I have a two and a half year old daughter, also named Natalie. So we also share that common <laughs> common thing too. Uh, great name. And then I just had another baby girl, um, Abigail. She's six weeks when we're talking today. Yeah, um, we live in um, Massachusetts, just outside of Boston, close to the Fox Brown Dedham Studios at Brevd um, with my husband, Kit. Um, Ken, I've been married for, I think it's eight years now and together for like almost 16 years. Um, yeah, really crazy, but my, yeah, my plate's really full. Uh, outside of all that, I also do some online coaching. So I have a group coaching program that I launched this last year during the pandemic called the KF method. Um, and that all stemmed from, uh, being in quarantine last spring, you know, when everything shut down, I felt like a real sense of loss as I'm sure Natalie I know you did and um and I felt like my clients from Revd um and everybody I knew that was in fitness like just felt this like sense of loss in our community like how are we still gonna be able to stick together and work out and show up and um have that accountability for each other so I actually 
was just like, I just want to start working out with people. Like, how can we do this? And I think I started on Google Meets. <laughs> I like hosted a workout on Google Meets, which I very quickly learned was not the way to host workouts. <laughs> um, and every Wednesday, I just was like, started to email people that were interested and was like, let's work out, share to work out. We would show up That's and do it together in my basement. Um, yeah, it just evolved into something way bigger. I think we all thought the quarantine was going to be two weeks, right? And two weeks turned into a month, turned into two, turned into three, turned into six. Um, and then this summer, I just felt the pull to do something more. Um, I wanted to do something more. I had an appetite to do something more. I had people asking me more about nutrition, what I was doing nutrition wise. You know, how do I live such a balanced life with everything I do? Um, and how do I look and feel so good? Um, and kind of like carry that. And I, out of that, developed the KF method, um, really helping others find balance in their life through nutrition and fitness. You know, really, I wanted to show that you can, you have food freedom, learn how to fuel your body and properly align your workouts to that. Um, so really the program includes all of that. And it's just been so rewarding to be able to help others um, in this way, you know, virtually, especially during all this time, you know, as we're still kind of navigating the waters of, of what this new life is gonna look like for all of us. Um, I've really taken a liking to working out at home. It's crazy how it's, you know, the gym used to be a place that I used to love to go and now especially with two kids, like I'm probably going to be home for a lot longer. So just to be able to create um, the space for others to be able to feel that comfort too is, is something I love to do. Um, and yeah, that's a little bit about my background. <laughs> Hopefully I covered it all. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I love that. I love the story and how, you know, not only are you navigating motherhood second time around, your full-time job, but this pull to kind of do something else and do something more and how you said you felt called yeah. to pursue that because we don't have to play small. We don't have to stay small. And when you see an opportunity and you, you feel that there's an opportunity for something, it's just a matter of saying yes and choosing to go for it. So I love that you're doing that. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me too, like, and I'm sure you felt this way too. I was so used to teaching a ton, right? Like filling my extra time when I wasn't behind a desk nine to five with being in a studio, like, right? Either whether I was taking a class or actually like teaching a class too, you know, really that's where I was filling my extra time. So when that went away, I, I still wanted to fill that with time and helping others. That's really the core of like why I was teaching anyways. Um, and so being able to connect with others in this way has just been such like a game changer for me. I found so much more fulfillment out of it. It's given me so much more positivity, I guess, in the last year too. Like when I look back, it's not like negative for me. It's, it's really like positive of this is what's come out of it for me. Absolutely. And I like how you said, you know, before pre-pandemic, you were filling your time working a nine to five, and then in all free hours, really trying to pick up more classes, keep your schedule busy. And I, the same way, felt that sort of, you know, running around and constantly 
saying yes, 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 and being pulled in multiple different directions eventually can start to break you down. And, and that's where burnout comes in. And for me, when I found out I was pregnant, that was the first thought that crossed my mind was how am I going to juggle a schedule where I'm being pulled in so many different directions and my body is going to have to keep up. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's really hard. Um, I, I don't know if I'd be able to have this fulfillment in teaching in my own capacity of a group fitness environment, you know, with two kids, um, in the same way a year ago that I do, that I do now. So I'm just really happy I was able to create this space for others, but also for myself to really do my passion, which is like helping others, right? Um, and in a much bigger scale too. Um, and just like great to connect with other coaches too. You know, I think a lot of us in the fitness space have had to pivot and, um, you know, it's really great to see how everybody's continuing to provide that value for their clients um, in just really creative ways. Um, and, you know, Zoom has become the, the new, the new norm, right? The new way to, to connect with everybody when you can't be in, in a physical location. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, transitioning from teaching these classes online for you, now you've developed your group coaching program. And like you said, it's a lot about the giving back and when you can give back and when you can create a space for other people, that in itself is really fulfilling. So, you know, we do it not only for ourselves because, you know, it's great for everyone to get up and move from home in your gym space, whatever you have, um, but also for your, your mental sanity and to know that you can be, you can hold this space for others who need it also mentally and physically. Yeah. I think, um, especially as I've worked in corporate America too, through this, you know, it's, you think like, oh, you're home all the time. You'll have more time to work out. And a lot of days I would just find it's actually harder to get up. Like you're just so in the trenches of work and calls and zoom meetings. Like my husband keeps saying, like, I think they're getting more out of you now than they ever were before. Right. Yeah. And yeah. it's true. Where... Yeah. I know. But there's days where I like literally wouldn't get up. And so I see my clients have that too. And it's just, it's so important to make time for yourself and your day beyond work too, even, even just being at home, you know, whether that's going out for a five minute walk, um, stepping outside for five minutes, my boss actually, um, made us do that on our team calls. He like, he brought that up this fall. Like I'm setting a timer for five minutes on the beginning of our call. I'm going through our agenda here's a timer for five minutes, everybody get off camera and go do something away from your desk and come back in five minutes and we'll resume our meeting. And that was a really powerful moment for me. Cause I was like this, like everybody should be doing this. Um, and you know, for me, it was just like walking out my back door, but even as an instructor, sometimes it was hard for me to do that as somebody that's in fitness too. Um, it was just a really big reminder for me that, and I preach this, I feel like I should put on a sweatshirt for people. Like it's not, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Right. right. Like you don't have to, like, if you can't fit in a workout for an hour that day, like, don't like, you doesn't mean you can't do something, even if it's just for five minutes. Um, and I try to really coach that way too, you know, like, okay, so you can't do the 45 minute workout, do a 30 minute 
or set a timer for 25 minutes and see how much you can do in that time. Um, and I know you're you're a lot like that too, right? Like yeah. just doing something every day is going to add up to big results in the long run, um, whether it be that five minutes or not. And, you know, I think that that was really important for me in creating this online space too, is just to kind of show that balance. Um, because I, I do think it's been harder for everybody to achieve that across the board. Absolutely. I think you bring up a, a huge point and like you mentioned, like I coach the same exact way of it's about that finding balance and what's even more important than doing the workout or doing the meal prep is to create the habits yeah. beforehand. So I actually was just talking with a client before this and we talked about her commute home from work and how tiring that can be. And so normally you know, you pack a gym bag, you go straight to the gym. You don't even allow yourself to yeah. go home and sit on the couch. So I said, Those days. <laughs> what if we could change into the workout clothes before leaving work? Yep. And so it just, it takes that time, that in-between time of like, oh, I have to change into my clothes and then I have to do my workout when I'm home. And it's, it gives you that opportunity of, of let's just make it happen. Yep. Right. It's yep. not going to be a choice. I'm already ready to go. Make it one less step for when you walk through the door. And even if it's like you can't get a workout in or you don't have time to cook, what about going for that walk? Or what about, you know, I don't even know. Maybe it's like just getting in some, some healthy food and making sure you're hydrated yeah. for the day versus all or nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I even say like schedule in your calendar and your work day, you have that non-negotiable time for yourself, right? Like you deserve to take an hour out of your day to do something for you. Like, so book it, right? Like book yeah. it like it's a client. So good. Um, I yeah. I, that's that. And that was even something really helpful for me too, because like, you know, the old life of getting up before work and before you have to commute or, you know, take your clothes to the gym to shower there and get on the road. Like that's, I don't know when that'll be back. Right. So it's like, we, we're all finding new ways to get that routine in again. Yeah. Yeah. That's been, that's been really important in, in the way I coach. And I think a lot of the ways that I've had to adapt to. Yeah. It's more so about the small things than even the big things. Yep. It's so, it's so crazy because it's like, so you get in a really solid workout, like on a Sunday, but then if you miss Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, it's like, well, or you could do 15 minutes of workouts, six days a week. And just building that habit and building that momentum is almost better than the one giant workout that you're going to do one time a week. Yeah. Things snowball, right? Like that one mistake can lead to two, two leads to three, three leads to four. Then it's a week goes by and you're like, I haven't worked out in a week. Yeah. It's just rather than throwing in the towel completely, like picking up and doing something to better your health. And that's people are like, how do you have the motivation? It's like, yeah, I don't, I, I don't any more than you. <laughs> right. Like it's just about making those good habit choices to build momentum and, that's when the results happen. 
Sure. I completely agree. And that just brought up something in my mind that I wanted to ask you. And it's something that we were just talking about before we pressed record. Um, you know, as a coach and as someone who really practices what you preach for you, when you're feeling like motivation is low, you know, when you're probably sleep deprived with a newborn, <laughs> in what ways and, and how, how have you been able to navigate that? And, and even when motivation is really low, you're still able to pick yourself back up and build that consistency. Yeah. Um, for me, it's like really basic. I, I like, I make a list <laughs> sometimes good old pen and paper list, right? Like what are, what are the couple non-negotiable things that I want to do today that will make me feel like I moved the needle. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it could be as simple as taking a shower at this point in my life, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like a new, newborn phase, like hopefully you get a shower in for the day, but, um, you know, something like that. Um, obviously being just six weeks postpartum, I'm also just focusing on walking. So trying to have no, those non-negotiable walks in for myself, because otherwise I don't, I don't leave the house. And I'm sure a lot of you can relate to that. Um, we're in the winter here too. So it's like really hard. Um, and just, yeah, like picking a couple non-negotiable things. And, and sometimes, like I said, it's a shower, a walk, a workout, it could also be just making dinner or maybe even just getting some bills out. Right. Like, yeah, I think sometimes we relate like health and fitness just to being like about activity, but sometimes it's about like the other things are like too, right? Like the other things that make our plate full. Um, so like, what are those non-negotiable things you need to do every day? And, you know, and it's also allowing yourself to take the rest when you need it to. It's almost just the version of self-care that you need that day or that yep. moment. Yep, exactly. Yeah. I remember being postpartum, I was a little bit nervous and worried that I wasn't going to be able to work out for six or seven weeks and that whole unknown of letting my body heal. But I also felt really good about focusing more on my nutrition and focusing on those other areas of how I could help my body heal, not quicker, but but help it heal better so that I could get back to being 100% myself at the level that I was training before I was pregnant and before I gave birth. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you brought that up because we were also talking about this before, but, um, this is why I really got into macro tracking. Um, so for everybody listening, macro tracking, it's taking a look at your macronutrients that your body needs in the form of carbs, proteins, and fats. Um, so rather than focusing just on like calorie intake for the day, like, are you getting enough calories? It's actually breaking down the macronutrients, um, and tracking your food intake based on that. Um, so, and if you work with me, like we set your goal based on your activity level, um, your height, your weight, um, we back into calories that your body needs. And then from there, we take a look at what your carbs, protein, and fats that you need. And that's what you track against. Um, but what I wanted to say was the reason why I got into this was actually after I had Natalie, my two and a half year old, um, you know, I went through the six weeks after that, I was like, ready to get back in this spin, ready to start teaching. Also know, knew that I wanted to, you know, get my pre-baby body back, like start focusing on my fitness again. And I, and I was also breastfeeding and I was just like, how do I do this? Like, how do I make sure I have enough energy to take care of a baby, 
How do I continue to breastfeed? How do I have enough energy to work out and recover and <laughs> all these ands and, you know, make sure I meet my goals, like build muscle again. And I knew I wasn't going to be able to achieve any of that by just like being like, Oh, you no longer can have chocolate or any bread or, you know, <laughs> that glass of wine at the end of the day. Like I knew that that was not going to be the answer for me. So I actually found macro tracking in that way. Um, worked with a coach to set some macros and it was like, you know, changed my life, um, you know, in such a way that I have, you know, it sounds, it sounds very restrictive, but it actually can provide a lot of food freedom because you actually understand that, oh, you actually need food to fuel your body. Right. And I know Natalie, you do this in a way that's through eating, um, vegetables and, and eating vegan as well and finding other sources, which is, I love to connect with you on too. Um, but you know, it was really like eye opening to me that I actually could enjoy these things that I crave, especially while nursing, right? Like that's not, that's not a good time to be depriving yourself and cutting out things you like, because your cravings are almost like you were when you're pregnant, like you want more food. Um, and I still saw great results. Um, and even then there's so many ways to use it as a tool in your toolbox, even beyond just postpartum. Um, but really as women, like we need food <laughs> to fuel ourselves. Yeah. whether it be to provide food for our baby and to sustain your own goals or to build muscle or to lose fat. Like there's so many different ways to use it, to help with those goals that don't involve getting rid of all the things that are quote unquote air quotes, um, bad for you. Um, carbs are good for you. Fats are good for you. Protein's good for you. It's just so, it's just also important. Um, and I really, you know, wanted to teach others how you can have that food freedom too. And, and that's in coaching my clients, that's really the most eye-opening thing when, when we start with macros, it's like the realization that they've been under eating for so long. Um, they're like, Oh my God, I actually oh, can enjoy that piece in my face right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, like, Oh my God, I actually can enjoy that. And it's like, yeah, you earned it. Like you, you earned it just by living. You, you don't even, or you didn't have to exactly. work to earn that. Like you earned it because you're alive and you want to fuel yourself, right? Like awesome. that's the important thing in the way I coach macro counting, not as a diet restriction. It's more of understanding that you can have um, all these things to fuel yourself. Mm -hmm. um, and then add, add good workout routine on top of that. And like, you know, you're going to be cranking, <laughs> you're going to be feeling your best, but to your initial point in all this, it's been instrumental in, um, in this postpartum recovery for me, you know, I haven't been focusing on workouts the last six weeks, even the first four weeks postpartum, I was keeping an eye on my macros because I knew that if I wasn't going to be getting sleep, like I needed the food to make sure I was having the energy to survive my days. And honestly, like it, was night and day for me. Um, like I, I was able to get through my days because I was eating enough. Like, it's amazing that your body actually needs fuel to actually like just survive. Like it was, I wasn't even doing any fitness activity and eating enough for myself helped with my energy level alone. Um, and even now, like, you know, it's, 
I know that I'm re more ready to get back into the physical aspect of my fitness routine because I have the calorie base to support that kind of work too. Um, I feel good on the spin bike because of it. I know it all has to do with that. Um, so yeah, food is life. Like it really, it, it really is. And when you can realize you can enjoy it, it's, it's like the best gift in the world, right? Like I know. Not have that negative association with foods. It's, you know, I think all of us as women in, in the fitness industry, you know, the diet culture is just, it's been really harsh on us all. Like all those magazines I read growing up, like yeah, all the yo-yo diets I did, like, you know, I'll start Monday. Right. Yeah. Even seeing the influential women in our lives, whether it's your mom, your sister, mm -hmm. your friends, your cousin, whoever, when you hear they're on another diet or, you know, they lost 15, 20 pounds, it's always associated with, oh, well, shrinking yourself must be the answer or starving yourself or only eating salads must be the answer. And it's so crazy to think that like, that's how we grow up and that's what's kind of ingrained in us as women, but then to be able, like you said, to feel the difference between when you're actually fueling yourself and when you're not. Yeah. And as someone who is pretty regular and pretty scheduled about my eating habits, I try to eat and I try to coach this because I feel like it's helpful. Um, eating every, I roughly eat every three hours. Um, that's just what works for me. You don't have to do that to see results, but it takes the guessing game out of like, when's the next time I'm going to eat? Am I going to be starving? Yeah. Time I, I have a meal. And so I like to keep my metabolism moving and that way I'm not, I'm not letting uh, my energy levels dip so low that I am then feeling the effect, the effects of not having consistent fuel throughout the day. Yeah. Um, but I love that you brought that up. I love that you brought up macros because that's something that I really want to even talk about a little more with you just because it can be such a powerful tool. And I love that you um, really learned through your own experience and being postpartum on how effective and how efficient um, that could be. And then what your clients take away, uh, you know, after you work with a client and they feel educated and they feel um, inspired when it comes to at least knowing what to eat and knowing roughly the kinds of foods and the kinds of um, nutrients they're putting into their bodies. Yeah. Um, I, I do want to touch on that. I also want to say like the whole eating every couple hours, it's, it's so helpful. I, I like to coach that way too. And I think that's what people get scared about macro tracking because like they have to input into a calculator, right? Like my fitness power, whatever you end up using. But I always say like, well, the night before, so that it takes the guesswork out of the day for you. So you can literally just wake up and eat how, how what you had wanted last night, right? Or you can adjust it, obviously. You're not committed to it, but at least you have framework. So when you walk into the kitchen, you don't have like that, I'm hungry, but I shouldn't <laughs> eat right now, right? But, like right. I, I really shouldn't. I should save that for lunch. But like if you if you allow if you like plan your day out like you would your workouts, you know, you you have that freedom to just like walk in the kitchen. Oh, yep, I'm 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 having that yogurt and some berries. 
or I'm having that slice of pizza, or I'm having those chips and guac, whatever it is for you, you know, you at least know that, that you're fueling yourself to sustain for, you know, your workouts in the day, your energy levels and whatnot. Um, that's, you know, that's also a big thing. I hope my clients can take from it too, but really, you know, the transformation I try to ensure they walk away with is understanding how, what goes into calculating macros. Like I actually empower them to calculate themselves and I work with them as their coach to ensure that the numbers make sense and we adjust based on their goals, because I think there's so much power in knowing that for yourself, right? Knowing what goes into it. It's not, it's science, right? Like it's on how it's calculated. It's pretty, it's, it's out there. You know, it's on Google too, Um, you know, like, but it, but giving you the education behind it and the coaching behind it to empower you to make the decision on what phase you want to be in or how you wanted to apply it to your fitness routine um, or how you want to adjust it to your day is so important um, rather than me just being like spitting numbers out to you. So that's, that was huge. And, And it was even huge in my own personal transformation. Once I realized like how to calculate and adjust my numbers based on what I want or like, you know, I like to eat more fat. So how does that fit in my day? Um, you know, just, just having, having that data is power, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's really what I hope clients can use that information for to help adapt to their life, to help create that balance, um, that they can find and help make it feel more attainable too. Um, and having a clear, path on what to do with that after too. Yeah. And it's so individual too, right? Cause you mm-hmm. mentioned, you know, they can decide then like, oh, if you're someone who maybe you like to have a little more fat in your diet or, you know, maybe your exercise goal might be a little different than someone else's if it's to build muscle or if you're training for a race and just knowing then, okay, well, if that is the goal and that's you know, what I want to see as the end result, backtracking, okay, how am I going to get there? What kind of plan is going to be tailored to me so that I can reach those goals? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's even brings up a good point. In, in 2019, I ran the Chicago marathon. Um, and that was actually my second marathon. My first marathon, I ran the Boston marathon in 2017. And anybody that runs you know, and runs races and trains for races knows that, you know, food is really important. It's important for you on your runs, um, just as much as it is before and after your runs. Right. Um, there's this like big sense out there that like carbo loading, right. Like, especially going into a long run, but I actually really learned it. This goes back to your timing thing that it's actually not just about that. Like, it's just, it's making sure you're fueling yourself properly all along the way, like even the course of the marathon. And when I ran the Chicago marathon, I was macro tracking and yeah, I had to up my carbs, especially after my long runs. Like every time I ran more than an hour, I would make sure to even eat more than, more than I, my like day to day intake, um, to help support my recovery. But the best part about it is I saw no, like, muscle loss or, you know, weight gain from, from marathon training, because I had this tool in my back pocket to understand what I needed to do to fuel myself properly. 
I mean, the protein goal alone, like helped me get there too. And I felt the best, I felt way better than I did in the Boston marathon because I knew how to properly fuel myself. Um, I knew I actually needed calories throughout my run, um, in the form of more nutrient dense, um, I use like nutrient dense granola bars. I think I had like the go macro bars I would cut up and pack with me better than the gummies that are just like sugar. Right. Like I, yeah. I, I had that realization along the way, like you need actual fuel, not just sugar water. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like in that, and that was like, I mean, that's just an example of how to use it with training, but it's so true in everyday life. Like you need it to sustain your energy levels throughout the day to help you with the work slump that you, that, that comes in the afternoons, right? Like that's, it's why that's big part of why, like it's either eating too much in the morning and, um, not having enough energy in the form of food to take you through the end of the day or not balancing your day. Right. Like those are all things that you and I as coaches try to help coach our clients through to help them find that balance in their days. Yeah. Whether it be at the desk or on the, on the road, on a run. Right. <laughs> exactly. So it's a lot about making choices and feeling empowered with your choices to know that you're eating the right foods, um, depending upon what you're doing that day. Oftentimes I talk a lot about, you know, how small swaps can be huge when it comes to just how you feel. Like you said, you know, what's going to help you feel better. Yeah. Um, so just, just knowing those things too. Um, but yeah, I want to go back to something you said about uh, knowing where you're at with your macros and and almost doing it like the day before, because and and I'm someone who have I've felt this honestly before is like walking into the kitchen and having that thought of oh like should I eat now oh no maybe I'll just wait until lunch or you know knowing if you have a plan, if you have an idea of your macros, knowing that maybe skipping that snack, because clearly you might've been hungry or bored, but chances are you might've been hungry, um, that you probably shouldn't skip, right? And so knowing ahead of time that like, just because your mind is telling you less food is better, so I'm gonna wait until lunch, that doesn't mean that it's having a positive impact on your metabolism. Right. Right. Yeah. It's, um, I think, I think back to college, Kaylin, (laughs) right? Like you, you know, you're going out that night. So you, uh, you know, you don't eat all day. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Like you don't eat all day so that you can have, you know, you're just, you know, you're going to, you're going to go out and you're going to eat pizza late night. So you like want to save quote unquote, save your calories for then. It's just what a horrible way to, I I shook myself, right? Like, I wish I'd go back and just be like, what are you doing, Kaylin? Um, Or it's having that really big bagel sandwich for breakfast and then being like, oh, I'm not going to eat lunch because I'm going to have dinner later. Like what? Like yeah. now you can actually have a bagel sandwich and have lunch and have snacks and have <laughs> that <laughs> like the novelty. And then, you know, just, I feel, and I, you know, feel even, you know, for myself, when I look in the mirror of how I look, I'm so much more confident in myself. And just, this is why I started coaching 
this way in a, in with fitness too, because I'm just like, imagine people knew that they could eat all this food and work out and see results. Like if they only knew, and that's why I wanted to start coaching this because I feel like, why, why would I hold on to the secret? <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's about sharing that confidence and that knowledge yeah. with other people to let them know, like there is another way. Yeah. Right. You actually can have it all. And so it's a matter of having a plan, having um, someone for accountability. And so, like you said, like you've worked with coaches, you have a coach now I've worked with coaches and it's almost like that second set of eyes, that second opinion to just help you see what you don't see for yourself sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. I even had a client, um, in my first round who, you know, was like, on one of our calls, she was like, I found a new love for cooking again. Yeah. She fell out of love with cooking because she always felt like she couldn't enjoy what she was cooking for her family because it wasn't like healthy enough or something. Right. But right. then she realized through this that she could actually enjoy the foods that she had to make for her family too. And then it becomes, becomes a family thing, right? Like you get excited about picking meals out um, to cook because you know that you can enjoy it with everybody at the table too, yeah. right? And I think that that's like, that's a transformation I love to see. And somebody said that to me in this round too. She was like, I'm enjoying meal planning with my mom. I'm like, right. I love that. Like, that's a huge win. Like if at the end of the day, you walk away with that out of this, then like, that's fine. I mean, I'm happy with that. It's not about the physical transformation. It's also about this. So back to that self-care because cooking is almost, and this is going to sound super cheesy, but cooking is like one of the biggest gifts you can give yourself, especially in our culture and society. It's just, we are taught to think, you know, eating less is better, running around being busy, living this hectic go, go, go lifestyle is, you know, that means you're succeeding. But at the end of the day, if you're not taking care of yourself, you know, like all aspects, emotionally, physically, um, if you're not putting good things into your body and taking the time to put a little effort into it, yeah, it's almost like all, it's all for nothing. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I've actually found a huge love for cooking again. And not that I lost it, but I think as an instructor, especially prior to the pandemic, I was teaching around like 14 classes a week, which for me was a lot for, for some full-time instructors, yeah. you know, their load is more like 20, but for me, that was a lot. So oftentimes my evenings were taken up by, by going to classes. And now I'm finding, I get excited about trying new recipes, about sharing them with people and really just inspired by using good ingredients as well. Yeah. So it's interesting how, um, how we think we don't like something and then you give it another shot and it's really not as bad as we thought. I always recommend to people, 
throw on a podcast, you know, put on a podcast like this one, put on yeah. some music, dance in your kitchen, whatever, yeah. make it enjoyable. I always like, um, I mean, my husband sometimes claims he doesn't like certain things, um, but I always sneak, I sneak it in, <laughs> right? Like it's, and I know in eating vegan, not that I do, but I know just like it, it takes being a little bit more creative, right? To, to to hit your goals there. But um, that's why I love to follow what you do because I learned a lot of great ideas too. Like nutritional yeast, what a great food to eat like for non-vegan too, right? Like, and I like having it, my husband would look at it and be like, I'm not eating that, right? But it's so easy to get creative and sneak it into things you would never know. Like cashew sauce, like you can make like a cheese sauce out of cashews and nutritional yeast and some other ingredients. Um, I've done that many times and had I shown him the recipe for him to go make, he'd be like, I'm not going to eat that, but if I make it and don't tell him what's in it, right? Like, but my point in it all is there's some fun that you can have in exploring and experimenting with new recipes, um, and showing your friends and family as well, like the joy behind getting creative and eating healthy, um, and enjoying foods and being able to fuel your body for all that too. Um, like sure there are, you know, recipes out there that have a lot of substitutes and, you know, they're, they're great resources. Um, I'm by no means a recipe creator. I usually just like throw a bunch of frozen Trader Joe's stuff in a bowl and that's as creative as I get, but. Just also, you know, <laughs> yeah. I never, I never bash people for using frozen foods because I'm like, you can use frozen broccoli, you can use yep. frozen quinoa or rice and have a meal in 15 minutes. So easy. Or less. And it's, you know, you mentioned nutrient dense foods. And, and I think the cool thing about, you know, counting macros and also um, eating like a whole food plant-based diet is, you know, when you focus on those nutrients and like you said, like what something like nutritional yeast does for you. Yeah. You know, that added nutrients along with flavor. um, And when we focus on those things, you know, you're less likely to go for like processed foods and Kit Kat bars and whatever else. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And even just simple, like if you are eating the frozen foods, like turning the bag or the box over and reading what's in it. Cause yeah, there's a lot out there that are high, more highly processed, but there's also a lot of frozen foods that are very nutritious for you. If you can turn it over and, and look like, see that it's five ingredients only like and read them all, then you know, it's a good source and a great thing to keep stocked in your freezer. Um, I, I have a ton of, of ones that I do that with at Trader Joe's. And of course I have some ones that maybe aren't as good for me, but you know, at the end of the day, if, if I have, if I can eat because I have something easy to grab, right? Like right. it's also important too. So I think it's, it's having that balance of both, right? Like having those whole sources that, you know, you can go to, they're easy, but also having, um, those dishes just to have on hand for when life gets tough, like, right. Like we're all human life's hard too. <laughs> like they, just cause it doesn't look like it and behind the scenes for you and I on Instagram, you know, things, things get tough and, you know, we make, we have to make difficult decisions. Sometimes they're not the best either. We're not, we're not perfect either. And I think that's, we're all know, human. yeah. And that's, I think people get caught up in that sometimes thinking 
you know, the highlight reel on Instagram, it's real. Like, right. We all get caught up in looking at it, but it's just remembering like, it's, we're all human. We're all going to make mistakes. It doesn't mean you should throw in the top, the towel today and whatever you're working on. It's just, what's the next best decision you can make for yourself. Yeah. It literally goes back to, you know, what we started the conversation by saying of like small steps are always better. So, you know, and I try to show those meals that are not as glamorous that, and believe me, I'm by no means like a food photographer or anything like that. And I try to just show people like, Hey, this is what throwing together a meal after 10 minutes looks like. It's not gorgeous. You, it might not make your mouth water, but it tastes good. It's nutritious and it keeps me on track and it keeps my body satisfied and fueled. Yep. So, you know, and like, if you still want something, especially, you know, for you just being recently pregnant and, and breastfeeding, I'm sure your body is having those cravings still and knowing that nothing is completely off limits. And I even say this to clients who are not ready to go 100% plant-based. I always just say, there is nothing that is off limits. Yeah. You can have something because the second we say you can't have Oreos or you can't have peanut butter because you will eat the whole jar. Yeah. How likely are you to then go get a pack of Oreos or go get a jar of peanut butter and eat way more than the serving size? Totally. Yep. So, you know, having that balance, being able to track your macros and see like, okay, I had the serving size and now I can move on with the rest of my day. Yeah. Yeah. And I think also using that as a tool, like one of the things that I have ever do in, in the first week of my coaching is tracking what they eat today. Like as, as is no, just track. Um, because I think it really shows like how much is actually in something and what, what macronutrients are right. Like, okay. I didn't know that I don't know. I didn't know that that cookie had all those macronutrients in it. Right now are, is having a whole sleeve of Oreos really worth it to you? Like not, not the, not guilt aspect, but more so like the value of it in terms of macros, is it, do you want to, you know, account for that in your budget or would you rather do maybe half Oreos and then also have, you know, a sandwich with, avocado turkey on some bread like use use your macros and your calories for something nutrient dense and something like that that's going to really keep you full for hours versus like a whole sleeve of oreos is probably just gonna satisfy a craving right so understanding the value of foods in that way too is just really powerful i even find you know, I'm, everybody knows, everybody that follows me knows that me and my husband love breweries. <laughs> but, um, and so and I, love, I love myself a glass of wine and margarita in the summer too. So, um, but I found that macro tracking actually helped me with, um, you know, drinking too. Uh, not that I ever thought it was out of control, but it, it does affect your performance goals right? Like there's no, there's no hiding that. Like it affects your performance goals. It affects getting you closer to your fitness goals. If you really want to focus on that. Um, so for me, it it really made me take a step back and being like, do I want one more beer? Mm -hmm. Mm, I don't know if it's worth it for me. Like I would rather wake up tomorrow and do another whole set of reps of 
you know, squats or something like that and feel very powered to do okay. so or get close to my goals. I don't really want to sacrifice, you know, all those calories and all those carbs just for a beer for, for one more, right? Like it, it helped me, it helped me understand, um, you know, that part of, of eating and drinking too. Um, mm -hmm. and yeah, there's a time and place for having that kind of fun for sure. I'm all for it, but I think it just, if you ever feel like you can't get to where you want to be because of, you know, you know, you have too many glasses of wine at night. Like it, it's a good, it's a good reality check for yourself. Um, because at the end of the day, I think we all have some goals we want to reach and, um, you know, that's where you and I come in. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like, um, I would love to do another episode solely on <laughs> alcohol. Yes. <laughs> because, okay. Like you said, we're all human most people like to enjoy a glass of wine or going out to a brewery. And I like to challenge my clients and say, you know, if it's about the experience and it's about, you know, enjoying life, then yeah. maybe it is worth the extra. Beer. But that being said, if your goals are to, you know, you want to really see that definition in your abs and you've never seen it before, yeah. or, you know, you want less body fat, this and that, whatever your goals might be, just knowing that even the weekend trips to the brewery are not really going to help get you there. Yeah. Um, and I hate to say that because like, that sounds like, okay, well, I'm being really strict. But when I think about times in the past where I've wanted to go really low body fat and, you know, I've, I've done that. Um, I was probably drinking little to no alcohol right. and, you know, that's kind of like that sacrifice of like, well, how can we find balance? How can we incorporate, um, the small amounts? So like you said, going to a brewery, going to a winery, maybe having a glass or two, but then saying, you know what, my workout tomorrow morning and the way I feel is more important to me than this buzz or whatever that I'm yeah. right now. No, it's so true. Um, I love your point too, about if the memories, you know, if that's more important to you than go for, cause I totally agree with that mentality. And, um, I love that analogy of it. And I think that also, I want to say about all that too, like not using fitness as a punishment for those memories, right? Like sure. we're not, we're not sitting here saying, okay, now tomorrow go do extra cardio or go do extra working out. It's just a matter of understanding the value of alcohol, food in the moment, like how it's going to get you closer to your goals or not and how that affects, affects you. Yeah. Um, yeah I love that. Even if you're in like a calorie deficit all week, I might tell a client, go out, enjoy yourself this weekend, but don't, you know, have, when I say go out and enjoy yourself, have a meal, have some like yeah. nutrients because alcohol at the end of the day is empty calories. And if your body needs fuel, you know, you don't want to just be dumping empty calories into it when, yeah. when the goal is to refuel or refeed. Right. Right. Cause if you just accounted for the four beers, like there's like almost all <laughs> your calories you need in the day. Right. Um, I, I, I similar, similarly, um, you know, I'm like, go about your day. Like 
your breakfast, your lunch, have solid meals, like prioritize protein, eat something, you know, that's going to keep you full longer. Um, make sure you're getting in a good chunk of calories and, you know, go enjoy your afternoon, but don't, don't, it goes back to like college, Kaylin, like don't allow yourself not to eat all day or save up all day for that, for that later on, you know, that's not, it's about making good choices along the way. <laughs> yeah. And I definitely think we've learned from our past experiences, yeah. you know, whatever that may be. So, um, yeah, I, I just want to say, I appreciate you and thank you for, yes. for sharing all this amazing knowledge with us today. And I've learned quite a bit, so I don't <laughs> know, take that into my lifestyle, but, um, I'd love to have you on again. I know. I, I feel like we could talk forever. Um, <laughs> I know so many good things. I love talking to you. I love connecting with you. Um, really support this podcast and everything you're doing. So it's great to be in this fitness space with you. Yes. You too, Kaylin. All right. So just let everyone know where they can find you because I'm sure people will want to connect with you <laughs> on social. So go ahead and plug all the social. Yeah. I mean, the best place to find me is on Instagram. I'm at Kaylin Filippelli. Um, very simple. Uh, my last name is spelled like Mississippi, double L, double P, double L. <laughs> Literally the same as that letters. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you can find me there. Uh, I'm not really on TikTok or anything like that just yet. Um, so that's the best place to connect. I look forward to meeting you all. Great. Thank you, Kaylin. We will talk very soon. Thanks, Natalie. Wow, you guys, do you feel fired up or what? That interview was so good. I had such a good time talking to Kaylin and really just diving into all the things that she's into right now as an entrepreneur, as a mom, as a wife, and a full-time career person. So I hope this was your little kick in the butt to stop playing small and really go after what you feel like you were put on this earth to do. So if you feel like your gut or your intuition is telling you that you're meant for something more, there is no reason why you can't start small and start today. Kaylin had some really good advice when it comes to nutrition, when it comes to building really healthy habits and finding this lifestyle as a maintenance lifestyle and not so much as a diet. So I hope that you found some really key takeaways from this conversation. This will definitely not be the last time I have Kaylin on. I feel like there is so much more we could talk about. But until next time, you guys take care, take care of yourselves, your mental well being, your physical well being, and I will talk to you in next week's episode.